Good morning, everyone. Happy Monday, and welcome to episode number 18 of Purposefully Yogini. I took a little reprieve last week for President's Day, so I seem to be really (laughs) posting along the bank holidays, so that works. I hope everyone has been having a wonderful February. I can't believe that we're approaching March. This year is flying by, and I guess, what do they say, time flies when you're having fun, and it's true, I'm getting into so many more activities down here in Naples, reaching out to new different yoga studios, trying to get my hands um, in a little bit of everything, and it seems when I'm super busy down here, it's always Friday, the weeks just fly by, but I'm not complaining The weather has been beautiful here in Naples, and I'm really enjoying a newfound hobby with my friend Liz. We've been taking probably three times a week these five-mile walks along the beach, and it's so, so wonderful. We either go earlier in the morning or later towards sunset. We talk, we chat, we laugh, we dance, (laughs) we listen to too much Justin Bieber, but it's very cathartic as is it, as is it healing for the joints. So we just walk leisurely pace, healing our bodies, not doing too much and being very kind. So that's been a wonderful addition to my schedule. The yoga loft is bumping, super busy, in season. My arm balance workshop had a wonderful turnout, and I was telling some of my friends it was the hardest thing I've ever done. That was the first time I led an arm balance workshop, and I went in with a lot of confidence, and then, <laughs> I don't know, for me personally, and I'm, I guess I'm not sure if this is something I should air, But I felt like it crumbled in front of me. The control of the group uh, felt that... Sorry, I just had a sip of coffee. (laughs) Uh, Very professional, mid-sentence. But I also bought myself an espresso in the past few weeks. I'm not sure if I updated you on that. But, sorry, side note. Anyway, my crow workshop, my side crow, kundanyasana and arm balance workshop... The group um, was so willing and trying in all different levels, and it was very challenging to teach them how to feel their deep center and move from this lightness verse thinking that it's brute strength or arm strength or core strength. However, there were a lot of breakthroughs, so I'm really thankful. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that again anytime soon. I definitely need to refine it, but I'm really happy I stepped outside my comfort zone and went through with it, and I'm very thankful for the willing participants and the determined participants that showed up and really gave it their all. I found out that a lot of people were sore the next day. (laughs) So that's a good sign, I guess. People were working the right muscles. So, the Nespresso machine. I hope that I didn't share about this last time. I think I didn't have it at that point, but... It was the best investment I ever made, and it was also on sale. I 
was just doing some math and I was starting to get a little out of hand. Even though I make coffee at home, I was always buying a second cup at Whole Foods and, you know, I don't want to be drinking two cups a day for the most part just because I don't want to be spending the money. So Nespresso has very strong, effective coffee, so one cup gets me through my day. And while, yes, it was a little more money up front, over the course of time, it won't be. My friend Brian helped me do all of the mathematic equations, and it was really funny to see the breakdown and something I would never even get that, that in-depth with, but he broke it down to the cent, and I think, you know, over the course of 30 months, I'd finally make my money back from the pods that you buy and and the machine itself. So thanks, Brian. <laughs> and if you want me to make you a cup of coffee, just let me know. I've become super addicted to the milk frother. I will froth anything now. And I'm doing my best to try to learn latte art, but it's really hard. Also because I use almond milk, so I feel that it's not the right consistency. If there are any coffee connoisseurs out there, or latte connoisseurs out there, let a sister know. What else is happening? Yesterday, Sunday, was the new moon and the solar eclipse. So, lots of shiz happening. And by shiz, I mean positive change. So, that's how we always have to look at change. The new moon is a wonderful way to plant new seeds. And it's a, a wonderful way to open your eyes to what needs to fall away and what needs to stay. So, so many changes happening for my schedule. I start this week on Thursday at Shangri-La, which is this beautiful sacred ground in Bonita Springs. So the springs of Bonita are located within this compound, and they have turned this piece of land that holds two Mysore fig trees Mysore fig trees, obviously from India. However, there are only six in America, and two of them are on this land. So that's how special it is. But um, the springs of Bonita are located here too. And it's funny because coming from Saratoga Springs, I love the idea of you know Mother Nature providing this wonderful gift. And unfortunately, the Benita Springs aren't, <clears throat> are not drinkable. There were f a few springs in Saratoga where you can go fill up and it would be super cleansing. But I guess I would actually love to research that a little more. And I'm not, I mean, I would trust that the person who told me they're not drinkable um, is correct. However, you never know. Um, I at first in Saratoga thought that Hawthorne wasn't drinkable because of its smell, but turns out drinking it was the best thing for my body. But yes, I'll be teaching two classes there, a vinyasa yin blend class on Monday nights and then a gentle vinyasa flow class there on Thursdays. So if you're in the area, come check it out. Look at the schedule. There's a wonderful variety of classes. They're expanding. They want to invite in a new demographic. And... I'm so thankful to be a part of it because of its beauty and the magic that this space holds. They just built a whole new 
a yoga studio and it's breathtaking and yeah so there's that I'm trying to think what else is new in my life ah oh duh um I just had one of the best weekends of my life I was visited by two of my friends from New York that I worked with at a hot yoga spot Cheryl and Andrea and last year at this time Cheryl came with another friend and it was kind of like my rebirth her trip was such a revival for me we did angel cards and set intentions and watched beautiful sunsets and drank pink champagne and it was at this time last year I was getting back on my feet after a full month of probably what I would describe as the worst depression I've ever experienced in my life and if I didn't have my yoga career I probably wouldn't have gotten out of bed and I was just so thankful for teaching yoga at the time because I was so motivated to get up and do that when everything else around me I just didn't want to do. But she came and visited at the end of February last year and my mom said, you know, Lindsay, you need to go. Don't say no. You'll feel better after for have gone for have gone. And she's so, she's so right. It was the best visit ever. And from that day forward, it kind of sparked my return back to the way I should be living, although I shouldn't should myself, but kind of taking my power back, finding some strength to keep propelling, and then that strong object in motion stayed in motion. So Cheryl came back, and this weekend was a riot. They're so fun. Cheryl and Andrea together, we danced, we laughed, we cried, we did so much yoga, and I'm so excited. They say they're coming back in October, so I can't wait for that. But I'm most likely going to visit New York around Easter, so I'm so excited to see them again. But it's funny how people come into your lives at specific times for specific reasons, and you may not know why until after, and this time, it was real time. I know why they came down. It was such a necessary recharge and reminder of who I am, what I stand for, the people I like to surround myself with, and just true alignment of everything I stand for. So, come back soon, Cheryl. Come back soon, Andrea. <laughs> and lastly... This upcoming Saturday, March 4th, I've decided to join a book club with some of the women I work with at Ionic CrossFit, and we have chosen the first book. It was a book I received for my birthday from my mom called Dinner with Edward by Isabel Vincent. I suggested it's a wonderful read, but I'm so excited that these group of women decided to start this because I used to be included in one back in New York and it was so much fun and even if we never discussed the book it's just an opportunity for us to gather and to add a bit of richness to our lives with conversation, good food, good wine. So I'm very thankful for this newer community that I've kind of immersed myself in. But it's also a very good book. I have about two chapters left 
and lots of wonderful life lessons and wonderful recipe ideas. <laughs> okay, so today's episode is going to be all about injuries and listening to your body and how yoga bridges that connection and how I learned about it and how now when I step back after an injury or if I'm sore or tense or tight and see how it affects my body, where it affects my body, and then try to think about something that's less superficial of why it could be surfacing. And by less superficial, I mean physical body. So sometimes, and I guess it's like before yoga versus after yoga, before yoga, whenever I got injured in soccer or running, it would be very physical. How do I heal this physical part of my body? I partially tore my ACL. I would always roll my ankles. I I think I once had compartment syndrome. That was lots of shin splints. And, you know, why was this happening? And at the time, I would just go to the orthopedic. I would treat the actual location of my body. Now, knowing things are a bit different, I have the opportunity to explore emotionally why it might be keep why it might be continuous. And then also, I've learned that typically when we're injured in one spot of our body, it rarely is that one spot. Our body compensates and protects itself. So although I'm not a doctor, I learned from my chiropractor that I always need to examine the actual location. So sometimes if it's my low back, it could be coming, or my low back on my right side, it could be coming from my left shoulder. Or when it's my right knee, it could be coming from my left hip flexor. Um, So the body really protects itself and compensates to protect an injury. So where we might feel something is very different than where it's actually stemming from, if that makes sense, the root of the injury. So yeah, today I will be discussing that, discussing my two yoga-related injuries, and, or I guess I should say my two injuries that I got while practicing yoga a lot, and how I looked at them differently than, like I said, when I was, well, before yoga versus after yoga, like before Christ, after Christ. (laughs) And hopefully ways to show you how you can listen to your body. And it's all a mindfulness practice. And I think underneath everything is mindfulness. And an intention in yoga is to increase your mindfulness. And when we do, things really start to shift and the temptation to react dissipates quite quite greatly. Um, so the same things with injuries. But also, um, in addition to explaining and exploring that with you guys, I'll also be talking about how injuries are grieving. Um, you have to grieve the activity you are doing while your body rests. And then lastly, why rest is okay. And today as a society, we kind of glorify being busy and being so tired and 
active and going hard, 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 and that means success. So breaking down those three ideas, so if you have or if you can relate to these concepts, definitely stay tuning in. Keep on listening. I just actually took a break from the intro to right now I'm recording. I decided to wait to record this episode because I knew I was visiting my chiropractor today. And she's a godsend, Dr. Darcy. And she has just a different mindset when it comes to healing the spine. And what I learned from her is that truly everything relates back to the spine. And healthy spine is healthy life. If you rewind back to my interview with Dr. Danny, another wonderful chiropractor in the area, he speaks so much to spine health and how it really affects us. But what I've learned also from Dr. Darcy is that when some of the you know, feedback that we get from our body, from the different bones of our spine, um, whether it's from your cervical, your thoracic, or your lumbar, can relate to different emotions. And so Louise Hay has a whole spinal chart of emotions, and it's really wonderful because when you go in and get adjustments, Dr. Darcy's like, oh, that was C2 today, and then you can kind of read the emotion that's related to that vertebrae and it's wild how fitting it is and with that said my two injuries that I got from yoga one that was so very eye-opening um it had to do before I went before I broke up with my ex and then another had to do while I was navigating my way around Naples on my own one was in my wrist and the other was in my low back and I actually healed the wrist issue. It was a ganglion cyst. I healed that with acupuncture. And at the time, we kind of deduced that my hands were tied. So if you can picture or visualize that, you know, in the cyst forming, the second that I decided to break up with my ex, the cyst vanished. So it was about a month and a half that I was practicing. I was doing chaturangas on my forearms. I, you know, was not practicing my handstands and my practice really got away from me, but I just modified as needed. But whereas in the past, I would have just viewed this cyst as a cyst and I went to a medical doctor even because there was still a layer of me that believed I needed to go check it out because God forbid it was something worse. Um, so I did go to the medical doctor. His advice was to just wait it out. Apparently that's what you do with cysts. But with acupuncture, we moved closer to the root cause of the issue. So now this is what I mean by superficial versus deeper layers of the body. And superficial, yes, I went to a Western physician. He looked at it. He said I can either, I guess there's a way to heal a cyst by banging a book, a textbook on it, so it pops, and that <laughs> thought of for me just did not resonate. No one's doing that to me. And he said, if it doesn't go away, we can look into surgery. So it was like a waste of money, I thought, and I continued to go to acupuncture, continued to emotionally work on 
stuff in my life. And when I found that freedom from the breakup, I could not help but notice that the cyst was gone. My chaturangas were back. I was doing handstands again. So it probably was a full three months in total that I started realizing I had some wrist pain. The cyst then developed, then the cyst went away. And the second injury that I sustained during my yoga practice, so like this consciousness and this awareness that it could be something deeper, is the day after I got let go from one of my favorite teaching jobs in town. And I I guess it's considered letting go. They just didn't invite me back for the next school year. And it was when I was teaching the preschoolers at Preschool of Arts in Naples. And I don't really know why. They didn't give me a reason. I really loved teaching the kids. And they said they're just trying out new teachers. So I have to try to not think, take things personally. <laughs> but I... I freaked out a little and I was, I remember that night organizing and trying to reach out to several different private clients, trying to, you know, fill that void in my finances by forcing new opportunities to happen. And it was almost frantic in a source. I wasn't really paying attention. I kind of was just blindly emailing different studios or different places that I thought, might wi- might want some yoga. And the next morning, I wake up, I go to Ashtanga, and right after you finish the sun salutation A's and the sun salutation B's, the first posture of the standing series is a forward fold. And I pulled up on my big toe, so it's hand to big toe. You're using your peace sign fingers to pull up your big toe. So like... Um, just to find more depth in your body while you're folding forward, trying to get the chest to the thighs, maybe one day the legs straighten. And I pulled my entire low back, just the right side. I felt this, I heard and felt this entire pop. And, you know, so now I have Dr. Darcy. Now I have these tools under, or I guess in my belt to examine this physical injury with a bit more depth. And I knew immediately because I was, I'm very well versed in the lumbar spine. I have a sway back or a banana back and the lumbar spine is our most vulnerable part of the spine. We bear a lot of weight there day in and day out. And I know for me, I need even more integrity in my core, my deep center to support this sway back, um, to keep me kind of balanced in postures and, and so when my back gave out, I knew exactly why and it had to do with, um, just my insecurity from not being invited back and I did find out that, um, you know, the areas of my spine that were affected had to do with, you know, feeling let down by life, blaming others, kind of an obsession with failure, and also kind of just self-hatred or guilt. And I know these sound very intense. However, you know, you can take what it means to you and 
have it applicable to your life. And so it just all, it all made sense. You know, I was feeling so bad that they didn't invite me back. I took it, you know, my ego was so bruised and I was like, oh, well, watch this. I'm going to do so much more. You know, I'm going to call other schools and, you know, and then the injury happened and it was like, whoa, Lindsay, slow your roll. (laughs) There's a reason that this needed to happen. And there was a reason that you know, it happened the morning after all of this went down. So I didn't have to get too far down the path of forcing things to happen before, you know, my body said, stop, listen to me. This was meant to happen. And it was, you know, it freed up my Friday mornings so that I could have more time for myself to go to Ashtanga, which was a necessary practice in my life at this point for healing. And, It saved me a lot of time commuting all the way downtown. And, you know, now in hindsight, I'm actually thankful that it's not part of my schedule anymore because I've taken on two more jobs. And it was down the road. It wasn't, you know, the day after. But really wonderful things opened up for me. So these two injuries, when I started truly paying attention to them rather than just kind of mindlessly scheduling a doctor's appointment, da 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 da, you know, going through the motions, taking Advil, taking painkillers, popping my wrist cyst with a book, I, I explored the emotional components with it. And what's wonderful um, about the, the spinal chart of emotions, this kind of biofeedback for the body, is that it doesn't mean that you're going to have back pain or injuries until you heal or work through these issues that are related to each bone of the spine. But when you start to put it all together, and I guess that goes back to my whole healing series, when you start to put it all together, you know, working through emotional stuff with talk therapy, going to acupuncture, going to your chiropractor, resting your body, when it works together and the body is a is a team rather than, you know, working against your body or forcing things to happen. You, you heal with a bit more, I guess it just feels a bit smoother and you are truly taking control of your healing and you're doing your work that you need to do. So, so very eye opening, and that kind of transitions into the part that I'd like to speak to about listening to your body and and yoga really gives us the opportunity to slow the f down. You know, think about your day. I can easily just describe my morning and you know rushing to Park Shore, uh, my private this morning after a really fun weekend with friends in town, you know, feeling a bit sluggish, so kind of just going through the motions and then now on to the next thing, finally making time for my chiropractor. You know, life happens very quickly and when we devote 60 minutes a day, hopefully more than that a week, but 60 minutes a day, maybe three times a week to a yoga practice where we're linking breath and our body and we have the opportunity to slow down and really pay attention to where we feel physically in the body. Then we start to apply that off the mat outside of the studio. And, you know, if you're walking to your car or you're walking around your office and you're like, wow, my left knee hurts or wow, my right shoulder's aching or when I sit, I really feel it in my lumbar spine. You know, this talking, this body is talking to you and you have the opportunity to ignore it or to quell the symptoms by continuing to take, you know, 
Advil and, you know, just saying, oh, it'll go away on its own. Or you can say, all right, let's step outside the situation. Let's step outside my body and explore. It's my low back. Well, we can look at the spinal chart of emotions. We can look at the chakra system, which I think I need to do a, a podcast on. We can look at the meridian lines like I talked about in the yin uh, podcast. So if you didn't listen to that, um, go check out that or Google meridian lines of the body. And we can even just look at like where it is. So, you know, if you're having these shoulder pains or chest pains or a tight upper back, you know, your heart's right there. Your lungs are right there. What organs even are being affected by this external shell issue. So your shell, your physical body, you know, let's look just a little bit deeper. Um, you know, I, I don't want to share too much about my mom and my dad, but my mom had breast cancer. My dad had a heart attack and those two areas of the body, you know, like right around the heart, I can't help but think of heart chakra. And I know, um, you know, no family is perfect, but they had their ups and downs and, when it comes to love and if you're holding on to things that you shouldn't be and your heart is hurting, eventually it's going to manifest. So the more and more we listen to these even minute feelings or sensations in the body, the earlier we can, I guess, or the earlier we can prevent something bigger from manifesting or, or progressing into something worse. And I guess that's what I'm trying to communicate to you guys is when we do do yoga and we slow down and we breathe and, you know, we stretch the right leg, then the left leg feels wildly different. Like, let's take a look at that. Let's let when we go home, you know, even just Google, you know, why the left side of the body is or what the left side of the body means and the left side of the body is your feminine yin side and the right side of the body is the masculine yang side. So even just there, stepping back and looking at that, like, oh, okay, maybe I need to find a bit more balance in that regard. And I feel like I'm rambling. But key points to listen to your body so that you can then start to tease out maybe it's not just something superficial. Maybe there's something deeper that continues to happen and it's now manifesting in my body and, you know, I can't ignore it anymore. And, and yeah, so, so there's that piece. Um, and it's so very important when it comes to injuries. So, Lastly, I'll kind of segue into the last part of this is injuries are our best teachers. So if you're a yoga teacher in the fitness world, you can use your injuries as a way of first finding compassion for others. So say if you're working with an older person or someone who has limited mobility, you know, when you're injured, you have limited mobility and you have to modify and you have to grieve what you used to be able to do. So A, Boom, instant compassion for yourself. You're now never going to judge someone else that can't do what you can do. And when you feel that limit in your body, 
you know, well, hopefully you're not judging yourself. It's easy to, it's very easy to, and that's where the whole grieving process comes in. I remember right after, this was before yoga, so BY versus AY, before Christ, after Christ. <laughs> I kind of like that expression. But um, before I started my yoga practice, I was a soccer player and a runner. I mean, I guess I still am, but well, not really a runner. I hate running. I walk now a lot. And um, my soccer career ended in grad school. I was playing in an indoor game at Aframs in upstate New York, and it's turf. And I wish that I had the ability to go like 70% or maybe even like 80%, but for some reason, I cannot not go 100% when I'm doing something active. Well, really anything in life. I'm a competitive beast. So even with yoga, it's like sometimes I refer back to this card that I saw at my old studio and said, I will kick your ass at yoga. And that's not the point at all, but it's so true. So because I don't have this ability to scale back, I was going really hard on turf, not really used to turf, pivoted the wrong way, and I partially tore my ACL. So I tried to ignore it. I iced, I heated, I took Advil, anti-inflammatories, but at the same time, the pain wasn't going away, the limp wasn't going away, so I went to a doctor, and they told me that I partially tore my ACL after all the MRIs and stuff like that. And I went through physical therapy and I ended up not getting surgery. I gave up soccer and I just started running. So doing everything really in straight lines. And nobody told me at that point that when an athlete gets injured, it's literally the loss of a relationship of A, who you were before injury. And also just, you know, and I, I think that a lot of people can identify with this, um, especially college athletes. You devote so much time to a specific hobby or sport, and if that is taken away from you in a you know blink of an eye, it's totally a loss that needs to be grieved. And I don't know how I came across this, but I started to you know, I, I, I was very depressed and I didn't understand why. And, you know, running was something I always had done on off seasons, but not full time. And I really missed playing ball. And so that's what opened my eyes to this whole idea of grieving a relationship. And I guess it was just my time in grad school where I was able to really explore this idea and recognize it. And, so that was really helpful and and that so that right there is something that when you're more in tune to your body and you start to have knee pain or ankle pain, you know, you need to separate yourself from who you were prior to this pain, cater to your body by resting it cuz you're listening to it, maybe doing different things, but also recognizing the emotional component that you need to say, okay, I am not this person that can run seven miles before breakfast anymore because my knees and ankles hurt. I am not this person who can play beach volleyball anymore because my shoulder gave out. You know, you have to grieve that that loss, that 
person who you used to be. That's not saying it'll never happen again with all of these healing modalities that are out there now. And I so see the Western world taking so many Eastern approaches too lately. You know, you can get back to that. But if you're focusing while you're healing on the emotional components too, it's going to, I 1000% expedite your, your recovery. And with these biofeedback sessions and spinal chart of emotions, you know, we can heal the full body, not just the superficial layer. So I guess that's going to be it for today. Um, I really hope that this makes sense. I'm sitting in my car and (laughs) I didn't take any notes, but I know that one of my good friends, Sarah, is doing her work right now as she's recovering from a hip injury and hips, you know, root chakras. She's going through huge transitions in life, new jobs, new places to live. I hope she's okay with me sharing this, but you know, I just see that when we really break it down, like it's not just your hip, it's not just your thumb, it's not just your shoulder. Um, it's all in your head. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, when we really step back from the superficial injury and break it down or tease it out, we can see a much deeper picture. And I think that everyone loves to have some some depth when it comes to what, the reason why, you know, like why me? And Again, I'll go back to the statement that my acupuncturist gave me time and time again, replacing the word to with for in the statement, why is this happening for me versus why is this happening to me? Everything in this world is happening for you. So opening your eyes to that experience and listening to your body grieving who you used to be or the person, the active person you used to be, and also doing yoga. (laughs) Okay. I love you guys. Happy Monday.